Racing Nation with James O'Shea. Joining me now on the program from Carl Track and Trial Files, Tom Haylock. How are you? Very well, mate. Very well. Um, one of the best days across Australia, the uh, Caulfield Guineas Day in Melbourne and obviously some Group 1 racing at Ramwick as well, mate. So looking forward to it. Probably not the strongest um, Caulfield Guineas Day we've seen um, mm. as a whole across the country, but... Um, yeah, it's a tricky one, but uh, we're informed, so hopefully we can find some winners out there, mate. Absolutely informed. Let's see if we can continue that. We'll have a look at a number of these features in Sydney. Let's start in the fourth. The Stan Fox Stakes, 1,500 metres. It's a group two for the three-year-olds. Your thoughts here? <laughs> yeah, well, um, Captain Font Scratch, Coast Watch runs here instead of the uh, the feature in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, he looks pretty hard to beat. Um, he was Third in the Golden Rose. I know he had favours there on the inside, the way the track played, um, but it looks the right form. Do I want to take a dollar ninety? No. Will I take two ten? Probably. So, at the moment, I don't really want to be with him, but I don't really want to be against him at the price. Um, uh, yeah, it's a pretty tricky race. Halal's got heaps of headgear changes. Um, it's not a strong race. It's horses that coming out of um, some weak form that have been winning well. Um, a Goulburn winner, dominant last start. Brigantine's over from Goulburn, looks at speed in the race and could give a sight. So close watch on top. Brigantine probably the danger in a, um interesting but small field. Okay, that's your thoughts there. Well, what about the fifth then? The Roman Consul stakes over 1,200 metres. This one in Group 2. Can't wait for the three-year-olds. Yeah, I think... Uh... I think this is a good race to bet into, to be honest. I think there's only three winning hopes, and I'm really confident uh, number two, Pulele, is the horse to beat. Barrier seven, hopefully the track's playing fair. It was off speed, probably running line last week at Ramwick. The rail out onto a dry surface, it might suit those on speed, especially with what the wind's doing. But I think Pulele can overcome that. Um, and I think clearly the horse to beat, Pulele, out of that... Um, Heritage Stakes last start, Home Affairs just kicked clear and, and Pulele was very good, sort of state was wide on speed in that, King of Sparta was wide in similar part of the track, um, Overpass and Tri-State were all in that race as well, I thought Pulele was the better runner out of all of them, sort of state obviously comes into calculations, gets a weight swing as well but I can't see King of Sparta winning, uh, I can't see him turning the tables on Tri-State, I just thought he peaked late in that run, he was very good between the eight and the two, um, but just peaked late, and he meets Pulele two and a half kilos worse. So I can't see King of Sparta turning tables on Pulele. Sort of state probably can um, was okay, complete forgive up on speed draws to get a soft run at now. But I just think Pulele's a better horse, and happy to be with uh, him. Race five number two. Um, Pulele, uh, sorry, if for those multiples, and if you want to save or whatever, sort of state the danger from Glen Eagles. So two one four for me in the Roman Consul. What about the sixth end? It's the Silver Eagle, 1,300 metres here, lead up, of course, to the Golden Eagle. This one's worth 500,000. You jump over the Yanks stakes there, mate. Race two the Silver Eagle. Yeah, but that's all right. We'll go, we'll go back to the sixth. Six. We'll go on race for quarter, shall we? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm getting ahead yeah. of myself. Yes, we're getting, I must be excited by the Silver Eagle. What about the Yanks stakes <laughs> then? Over the mile, group three, for the, uh, for the four-year-old number to the mares. Interesting race this as well. Yeah, we, yeah, there's an interesting race. We probably could have skipped over it because I don't really like anything here. It's a tricky race. Um, a tricky race because the, the best horses in this race, the likes of Amaralina, um, All Saints Eve, um, they're backmarkers. So um, if there is any favour to, to on speed, even more profits as a backmarker, I think they're three of the main cha- 
chances, but just want to get a map of those threes. I, it's a late not so keen on. I'll be betting late if I am you know, in the X stakes, mate. I won't steer you in anything there. Well, what about the seventh, the Silver Eagle over thirteen hundred? Yeah, two horse Tommy two play here for me in the Silver Eagle at the moment. Pretty tough open race, but um, I really like the return of Ellsberg. Now I thought he was very much a bit of a control freak. His best runs were always when he dictated out in front. Um, he didn't do that first up. They took the gear off him. They said they wanted to ride him with cover. He drew wide and had Nash on, and uh, I just thought that I thought they couldn't go back. So he ended up settling fourth, which was perfect. Um, it was a pretty good run by Ellsberg. He, he told me that he might be a different horse this time in. Historically, he's run incredibly well first up and then just plateaued a little bit second up. Um, but given his manner of his win first up, I think uh, that's perfect for him. Year. I think he might be a different horse. He draws well. I think he's a horse to beat. The blowout is AIM, who's trialled well, needs a dead set dry tracker, but he ties in through Amish Boy um, back in January, won the Magic Millions um, up there, uh, James. So you know him quite yes. well at a big price. That was an enormous win. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes off and, um, and does similar here. So I'll be having something on AIM at a huge price. Ellsberg on top, uh, 6, 5, and 8 for me in the Silver Eagle. That is race seven. What about the eight? Then it is the feature on the day at Group One level, the Spring Champion over two thousand metres among the runners. The last start to Wumba Guineas winner, Baloo. Yeah, what do you make of Baloo? Interesting horse, mate. It was a good win at Toowoomba, but it's a fair difference at Toowoomba Guineas to a Spring Champion. I know that's an obvious statement, but gee, it won it well. It, it really, it, it it won that race quite convincingly you know if, if you could bet in the run there's only one horse you wanted to be on it seemed to have them covered from about the 600 so and it's all the way to win by a couple of lengths and the couple that had beat in front of it Keefe and a few others were have they and, and it, 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 the, other, the other thing I'd probably say with it as well it, it, it does have form that ties in to Star Tontes yeah beating three lengths but so it's got a bit of form around that as well so if you line up the star Tontes form and how he performed down there, maybe a chance. But yeah, no, very, very impressive in the Tillman Beginnings. But again, as I said, the Tillman Beginnings to a spring champion. I haven't got the record books, but I don't reckon a horse has done that before. No, and uh, I don't. I couldn't show you um, who the last horse to win a spring champion third up as well, or third career start in Profondo first campaign. Yeah. Big ask, um, but gee, he's a nice horse. I, I think... Blue can run top four or five for sure. I don't know if uh, she can beat Head of State Profondo. I genuinely think this is a two-horse race, mate. Can't have the filly, um, the Sydney filly, never been kissed. I think they're a moderate bunch. I've said that all along. And um, for that reason, I know she's incredibly well um, rated, benchmark rating now, and she's well off at the weights. But I genuinely think uh, one of Head of State and Profondo will be winning this. They bring the best form into this race. Um I don't want to disrespect Richard Litt and Robbie Dolan, but if Profondo was trained by Chris Waller and had James McDonald on board, it would probably be $2.50 and almost a certainty here. Um, James McDonald's a better jockey than Robbie Dolan, so that's no um, no surprise, especially in Group 1s. Robbie Dolan just pulled the whip to the left hand last night. Profondo laid in, probably cost it the race. Um, I think one of those two will win, James. You're getting a dollar ninety-five even money if you Dutch bet the two of them, and that's probably the way I'll play this race. So I think I'm happy to take even money that one of those two will win. And um, I just don't know which one. It's hard to go against James McDonald, Chris Waller, and a great one on the back of beating the, the main danger last start. But Profondo's probably got more upside and might be the better horse. So, yep, I've probably confused.
Well, there, but backing in both. Head of state and profondo. All right. What about race nine, the Navision 1200 metres on the group three? Um, yes. A very tough race. Um, I wanted to be on Sweet Deal when she returned. Her trials have been superb. She's was good in Queensland. I think she went to retirement, mate. She's coming back because they've uh, announced that there's a... What is it? The invitation. I can't even remember how much it's worth. $10 million or something <laughs> ridiculous. Um so she's come out of retirement set for that, but she's been trialling well. She just draws a little awkwardly, but Nashville Rilla knows her very well. Yamazaki's trial in the house now will be joining late, but a lot of time for her. Minhaj, another that's trialled well, and, and Madam Legend and great news of the horses that are up and going and, and might be in the mix. So tough, tough, typical mare's race. Um, I'll be going wide in exotics and the quaddy. All right, so that's your thoughts on meeting better bet on the program, in your opinion? Yeah, well, I confused everyone in the um, spring champion, but that's probably my best player of the day. I think one of the state of Profondo will be winning and getting even money for either of those two if you dutch them up. Um, the next best, probably Pulele, race five, number two. Number two, Pulele. So that's your thoughts on the program there. Also, Ken, what else we have there? Coast Watch earlier in the fourth, who said if you can get out into the, the Black Figures, Ellsberg. Well, in the seventh that we can also save or include in that as well, AIM, the other one we talked about there in the seventh. Okay, so that is your thoughts on the card. Now, we did mention that there's a big day there in Melbourne as well. Caulfield Guineas is one of a number of group ones, like four group ones on the card down there. There's quite a few the Sydney siders down that way. Any thoughts or anything capture your eye down that way? Yeah, it's been a lot of form um, for the meeting, so... Uh if you want to get in touch with me, you can get my set for uh, Caulfield. I'm doing it pretty busy this week, mate. Um, obviously, the Caulfield Guineas, you've got the, the two horses that were sensational in the Golden Rose, Nenemo and Artorias. Artorias was fantastic there against the bias. Um, it comes up with barrier two. Animo draws barrier 15. Probably not ideal barriers for either of them. Um, I'll be specking a couple at odds. Um, Hitotsu is one of them. Um, just brings different form. Gets perfect map positions, big price. I forgot to use the horse that I think will be better over like 2000 Derby trip. But he'll be charming in down the outside late. He'll be running really well. Um, he might be looking for 2000 now, but if the others are just strung up playing jockeys inside fence and he could uh, be the one peeling out um, last and, and charging home. So um, he is having something on him um, and Hitotsu potentially as well down the bottom there. But Really interesting. I don't want to knock Animo and Artorias. I just think they're a bit well too found and living off hype. Um, Sydney also got a good record in this race, no doubt. But I don't think there's any stars here potentially outside of Animo and Artorias ties into most of these Melbourne horses. So, um, tricky little race, mate. Yeah, yeah, no, it certainly is. It's, it, it's almost, it, it, it is almost a case of that, isn't it? You're either with Animo and or Artorias, and, and, or if you're against them, it's very open. Yeah, I'm just against it at the price. I mean, if Animo was four dollars, four fifty, I I think it was a great bet. You just, I'm just looking for angles. And um, Artorias was probably was stronger through the line and stronger late over the four hundred metres in the Golden Rose. If Artorias had drawn seven, um, I'd be thinking um, Artorias was a great bet here. Just he, he just can't jump them from the inside, and he's got no early speed. So if he gets breaks, he can certainly beat Animo. And because of that reason, like. I think Artorias can beat Animo, um, but Artorias might be relying on luck, so um, mm. I'm just looking outside of those two a little bit. 
All right, so that's your thoughts on the Guineas. I said it will be a big day there from Caulfield, a big day as well from Sydney as well, as you said. So dual Group 1 racing in both states. It's, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's a great time to be a racing fan. All right, now for all of your selections, how do we find those come race day? Um, all on racing.com. Um, trial files as well. Glenn Ingram and I will be covering the Caulfield card as well. Plenty from the trials, all happening, mate. So, um, yeah, plenty plenty going on. All right, so plenty of ways to hopefully find a winner or two or three or four. Tom, as always, appreciate your time. Hopefully it is a winning weekend. Thanks, mate. All the best. Toowoomba, Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne. This is Racing Nation.